Glad to have you back. Final hour of the program, but we're not done by any stretch of the imagination. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at um, at uh, the Wrestling Taco in West Dallas and on 84th Street. If you are uh, looking for a fantastic place to go, fun place to go, as a matter of fact, um, by all means, stop in and check out uh, the uh, Wrestling Taco. The Wrestling Taco. 84th Street, just south of State Fair Park. And maybe if you're heading out to the Wisconsin State Fair Park next Wednesday night for Wednesday Night Live, they open at 4, stop in, get yourself a little meal, you're good to go, then head over and enjoy the music. Enjoy the music. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. Uh, the Green Bay Packers and uh, Joe Barry talking to the media uh, a little bit earlier. Peter Bukowski, uh, co-founder of The Leap and host of the uh, Locked on Packers podcast, joining us on the hotline. Pete, how you been, buddy? I'm I'm good. I'm I'm glad we get to finally talk about the players that are definitely on the roster and not the players who might be on the roster. Right? No, I completely agree with you. So you tell me, since we really haven't chatted a whole lot since the draft as far as guys, how they look and what uh, what their place and role is going to be, give me your thoughts on this team and, and the depth of this team right now. I love that you started there because I think that's what stands out to me. When you, when you look at players where you need multiple guys, all of a sudden they have not just their starters, but they can go into sub package. That's, that's part of what Quay Walker allows you to be able to do is to have a linebacker rather than playing a third safety. You can just keep that guy on the field. When, when you look at this receiver core, I understand Devontae Adams isn't there. But you bring in Sammy Watkins so that you feel good about the three receivers that you're going to put out there for sure for most of the snaps, probably Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazar, Randall Cobb, unless one of these rookies really pops or Amari Rogers, you know, takes some big steps. But now you have Amari Rogers in year two. You have this this high upside developmental receiver in Christian Watson. You have uh, a, a little bit more of a polished guy in Romeo Dubs who you think can probably come in and, and play a role for you. And then the offensive line build, I'm, I'm just sort of giddy at thinking about all of the possibilities for this team. I'm sure Adam Senovich is as well with all of the talent that this offensive line has beyond David Bakhtiari and, and Elton Jenkins. We know those guys are the real deal. They, they have probably six guys to compete for three spots. And in, in a league where there are NFL teams, and we can remember not that long ago, the Green Bay Packers were this team, where it was hard to put five guys out there that you felt good about. I mean, let's not, let's not go back to the Byron Bells and, and some of these, these names that we can think of of recent vintage, not that long ago, where you're having to, to really uh, rely on your superstar offensive lineman to make up for some of those miscues. There's so much more depth there, and the defensive line is another spot. This is, this is a place where fans have been begging the Packers to invest a little bit more heavily. They bring in Jaron Reed in the offseason. They draft Devontae Wyatt. And now, all of a sudden, you've got maybe six guys that you feel good about on that defensive line, not just three. And in this defense, they're going to be playing only two or three of those guys on a consistent basis. Now you can shuttle those guys through. You have depth, even if outside of Kenny Clark, you may not have that, that true elite elite you know, field tilting kind of player. 
when you start to you listen to the national pundits, and when you start to talk about the NFC and a Super Bowl representative, it starts with uh, the Rams and possibly repeating. They talk about Dallas and the talent they have, and this being Mike McCarthy kind of on the hot seat type of year, and for Dak Prescott as well. Arizona's got a solid team. Tom Brady obviously is back in Tampa Bay. And then it's kind of like an, oh, yeah, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is there, and as long as he's there, they are a Super Bowl contender for (laughs) sure. But tell me why those teams would be considered better than what the Packers have. Well, let me let me uh, let me throw it back at you. Don't you think Green Bay revels in that? Don't you think Aaron Rodgers, in particular, would would love yes. it if 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 the national media spent the year going, yeah, but they're they're just they can't do it. No, they they would love that, and that's part of the, right. I think that's part of the DNA of this fan base too. Of the this is it's a blue collar fan base. It's owned by the the fans. I, I think that's right. I, I don't I don't know why um, that is that is being the case. Um, but what's interesting is ESPN came out with their football power index, which is an analytical model based on projections for this season. And the number one team in the NFC was the Green Bay Packers. So if you want to look at win totals, um, if you want to look at Super Bowl odds, yeah, the Rams are at the top of the conference. And I think that part of that is just they're the defending champs. And, and they're, you know, I think have become now a public team. They're in a, a big market and they're going to get a lot of attention. But the, the Packers and the Bucks are sort of right there. And that's without any additional movement that could still happen. Ian Rappaport said a week ago that Green Bay could is very much still interested in, in adding receivers. If that's something that they can do, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, Odell Beckham Jr. are names that are out there. If, you, if, if they sign Julio Jones, don't you think that their odds all of a sudden shoot up? That And whether that's fair or not. I mean, I don't, I don't think Julio Jones, right. any of us thinks Julio Jones is, is what he used to be. But I think that would change the, the perception and the narrative. It's not going to take long, I think, for for most people to realize how good this team is. Um, and I, I think part of it is just you you you're seeing it with Kansas City too. Everyone wants to talk about Buffalo and what they did, and and the the Bengals and the feel good Bengals, and, all, and it's like, well, yeah. But at the end of the year, it's still going to be Patrick Mahomes, and and I think that that's true for the Packers. I I do also think though, Bill, the way that this last off season ended, or this last season ended, excuse me has put a bad taste in the mouth of a lot of right. and, and probably fans too. When, when you have been the number one seed now uh, two years in a row and you had a first round by three years in a row and your season ends as inauspiciously as it has over the last three years for Green Bay, it becomes a little bit like, um, you know, we see this in basketball. It's like, okay, okay, Bucks, until you prove it, you are going to be the, the non-trendy team and then the Bucks go out and, and they win the title. What you hope is they don't become the Chris Pauls, the James Hardens, and it's just like, okay, well, you need to prove it to us again, and then they never actually do that. Um, but it's going to change in, in the first six weeks of the season if they, if they play the way that they did last year. But it, we don't have to go back that far. Last year it was the same kind of deal. You know, they, 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 got, they get their pants pulled down by the, the San Francisco 49ers, and, and there wasn't that much buzz going into – their 2020 season, Aaron Rodgers has all that drama. And it's just sort of like, yeah, this could be a season from hell for the Packers. And then it turns out to be this thing. Even, even last year, we didn't really get, Oh, this might be the best team in the, in the conference until like Halloween, maybe later. Right. So uh, is the, uh, let's take away the wide receiver position. What weakness is there on this Packers team then? (sighs) Yeah. Is there one? I mean, that's that's the thing. Is is like, can can you find me one? 
And I don't right. think that's what I'm saying. Fourth, fourth, fourth corner, <laughs> like third safety, uh, maybe kicker. I, this is this is where this roster is, and I think that this is what we're, this is your point, right? That that we're forgetting how talented this team is. Right. So you you get Jair Jair Alexander back. Some of these young players, Eric Stokes, good chance he's better in year two than he was in year one. He was really good in year one, and so uh, if you get one of these guys to pop a little at receiver, you think about what, what what this defense can be, what this run game, the run game can be better than it was last year. If the offensive line stays healthy, you're getting David Bakhtiari back. Like you're getting two all pro players at premium positions back. I don't think it's crazy to think that even with Devonte Adams, when you sort of aggregate out the, the, the net returns and the net losses that this team cashes out to be better than the one from last year, just by virtue of having these two superstar, I mean, top two kind of players at their position back and, and rolling for this team with the, with the, the additions that were made through the draft and, and just through um, improvement that we might see. This is going to be a really good football team. And, and, I, and I think that maybe we've gotten a little bogged down in the, in the Devontae Adams trade and, oh, they didn't draft a receiver. Like, this is going to be an, a really competitive championship caliber team in a conference that's watered down in a Rams team that I think is not as good as it was last year. So yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, that that was my point is that when you, if you take away the wide receiver position, it's big, don't get me wrong. But if you, if you take that away, there's not a weakness on this team. The only weakness is, is waiting to and see what you're going to get out of Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, that's, that's what he's getting 50 million a year for elevate the guy. Right, and and the only weakness that I could see would be, well, we're not going to get Elkin Jenkins back for a while, and we don't know what we're going to get out of David Bakhtiari as of yet, so there might be some some issues on the offensive line to start. But beyond that, I don't see they got stronger in the trenches. They were good last year. They got stronger at linebacker. They were really good last year. They've got the same pass rush, which was really good last year. Their secondary is probably one of the maybe top three, top five in the, in the NFL. And then the offensive line is solid, short of maybe some of the question marks I gave you. Tight end is okay. You know, maybe you could say the weakness would be tight end, but their running core is as solid as anybody in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why people want to degrade this team by simply saying they lost Devontae Adams. I agree. They, my preference would be to get one more veteran wide receiver, whether it's prior to training camp or as the season goes on. But that would be the only thing that I can see upgrading on this team. I said this yesterday, and, and I said it again today on Locked on Packers. This is the best cornerback room in football. And think about how long it's been since we've been able to say that. And also think about what happened the last time we could say that. Think about those, those 2009 and 2010 teams with Charles Woodson, with Sam Shields and Tremont Williams. And, and before Sam Shields was there, it was Al Harris. This group has a chance to be that kind of secondary. And I understand they don't, behind that, they don't really have anyone. I think they'll ultimately sign some sort of low-cost veteran that will not have to come in and be what Russell Douglas was last year. Um, that was one of the things about Eric Stokes in, in college is he, he always played. He was always on the field. Um, and, and so if, if you know you're going to get 17 games from him and you're going to get 17 games from, from those other two guys, I mean, they're in, they're in tremendous shape. And, and with the safeties, I mean, I think one of the best safety duos in the league, um, I think you can make a strong case that this is the best secondary in football, and I think you can make the best the, the case that this is the best secondary the Packers had since that Super Bowl team when it had Nick Collins and, and Charles Woodson and all those guys. So 
I think you have to be really excited about that. This is this is the most talented defense the Packers have had in in a very long time. And and you know we we I think we we sometimes lionize stars um, in retrospect a little bit more than than we did at the time. Clay Matthews was was really good in 2010, but he was still a young player. Sam Shields mm-hmm. ended up being a really impactful player, but but he was a rookie in 2010. And, and so I think that we, we remember it differently because of how their careers played out subsequently. It, it's not going to be surprising if you get that, that sort of Eric Stokes jump and all of a sudden he's got six interceptions. This, he could have had six interceptions last year because he just caught the ball a couple times. Um, you know, if, he, if he gets 10% better, 15% better, this, this defense has top – Joe Barry's not going to say it, didn't want to say it on the call today, but this, this defense has top five, top three – Top, like if this is the best defense in the league, I don't think anyone should be surprised. And that that is the thing that I think has gotten lost a little bit in all of the discussions around Devontae Adams. Clearly, that was part of the plan in this offseason for Brian Gutekinds. Pay Devondre Campbell, pay Russell Douglas, um, bring in Jerron Reed, and then heavy on defense early. Man, this defense, this is this is going to be a, a really fun group. And it's going to, it reminds me of in 2019 after the Packers beat the Bears on opening night, Adrian Amos makes the game-winning play against his old team, and Aaron Rodgers goes on national TV. And the first thing he's asked about, you know, the, the game and, the, you know, whatever, and he says, we've got a defense. And, and I think that that is, that is my big takeaway from where this team is right now. They, they finally have a defense worthy of Aaron Rodgers and his level of play. And so then can they put that together and, and make a real Super Bowl run? Talking with Peter Bukowski, Locked on Packers podcast. You can get his stuff at Peter underscore Bukowski. Uh, before I let you go, so we touched on Aaron Rodgers. Um, give me your thoughts. I assume it's going to be a couple of years that we're going to have Aaron Rodgers. Really, I look at what uh, they've done. I think they've pushed at least a majority of their chips to the middle of the table. I think they're banking on the next couple of years to be the years to actually go for it. Now you just have to worry about the quarterback. Give me your thoughts on the quarterback, his thoughts, what we've heard from him, what we haven't heard from him, things like that this offseason going into the the OTAs, the mini camps, and then ultimately training camp. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting, something that he said um, in an interview uh, on draft night with Pat McAfee, and that was that he was surprised Devontae Adams made the choice that he did to go back to, to Las Vegas um, despite the fact that, according to Aaron, Devontae knew what Rodgers' plan was in terms of playing, which signals to me that his plan is two, three more years. That, I mean, it has to be at least two, if not three more years at minimum, because otherwise, if you're Devontae Adams, you're going, well, if you're only going to play one, maybe two, then maybe it does make more sense for me to go play with Derek Carr. Unless, And, and, and I'm giving Rodgers the benefit of the doubt here that he doesn't think so highly of himself that, that just one or two years with him is better than any amount of time with any other quarterback. That, to me, that's how I read what he was saying. So you're, you're getting two or three more years at least from him. Um, and then the question becomes how much say uh, is, is, is he getting in this offense that makes the offense better? I thought last year they got a little too – um, in love with some of the, the base concepts, you know, and, and Matt LaFleur said that Aaron Rodgers is always reminding him, Hey, if something works, let's run it again. Like you, it's, you're, don't be afraid to do that. I think last year they got a little stagnant and I just, I wonder how much of that was Aaron Rodgers and how much of that was Matt LaFleur. Um, my, my, my impression of it is that someone like Aaron Rodgers is going, Hey, let's, let's keep running this until they stop it. 
um, and and all of the Devonte centric pieces of this, the the last play action, is is how Rodgers wants to play. Um, and and that's not even they're not even all bad pieces of the offense. They were really good out of four receiver sets last year when they had those four receivers that they could throw out there when MVS was healthy. But if if they're going to be a good offense or a great offense this season, I think they need to look more like they did in 2020. They need to be able to find ways to run the ball more effectively, and they need to lean into Matt LaFleur, the play caller, the play designer, um, and not just say, Aaron, it's all on you. And, and even if Aaron wants that, I think, I think you know, Matt LaFleur needs to be able to say, look, we need to trust what we're doing here, what we're building here. We need to trust the offense and what we're able to do designing things so that it doesn't have to just be all, okay, here's the play, and if the, if the first option isn't there, now it's, now try to pull a rabbit out of a hat. This is going to be a big test for Matt LaFleur without Devontae Adams, and I think it's the best opportunity that we're going to get to really see what Matt LaFleur wants to be. What, what I would love to see from Rodgers is for him to say, okay, Matt, let's, you know, collaboration is great. Let's do that. But um, this is your offense, and, and let's, let's run it um, in, in your vision, in, in your eyes on what you think this, this is the best thing for our team because I think that's what happened in 2020. And then uh, there was a little bit of, I thought, a step back in 2021 in terms of creativity that, that I, I do attribute, at least in part, um, to Rodgers wanting to have a little bit more direct control in, in game planning and, and the play-to-play stuff. Peter, always good to chat with you, buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk uh, more down the road. There's going to be more OT. I mean, football is a 24-7 sport now, so, you know, it is what it is. We'll talk soon. I love it. Thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Peter Bukowski. Locked on Packers podcast at Peter underscore Bukowski is where you can find him. Always appreciate the knowledge. Dropping it on us today. And uh, you're going to hear from uh, Joe Barry when we come back. Also, you've got Tiger Woods making some comments today as well. want you to hear those as it's Tiger, Rory, and Jordan teeing off early, 8, 11 in the morning on Thursday, which is going to be must-see TV if you are a golf enthusiast of any shape or nature. Uh, speaking of that, our good friend, speaking of nature, you want us to be able to see nature. You're looking outside right now on the uh, the, the Bud Light live stream, right outside of those Pella windows and doors, the wi- uh, Pella window that I had uh, brought in last year, as a matter of fact. And uh, when you talk about the year-round home team, that's it, Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin. In the dead of winter, heat of summer, everything in between, Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin, they are energy efficiency made beautiful for your home. And the best part about it is this, look, They have different innovations like the roll screen inside the glass, the slider window. You can get different hardware, different finishes. You can make it look like you want for your home, or if you want to do some remodeling, you can do that. Plus, it adds value to your home. It doesn't matter what what line of windows. They have a couple of different energy-efficient windows in vinyl. They've got Impervia, which is stronger than actual fiberglass. They've got three different lines of wood windows, traditional to contemporary. They got six lines of windows to fit your home, to fit your style, fit your budget. And that's what they do. And there's no reason not to get a hold of them right now. If you want to fit any budget, choose up to 2500 bucks off uh, an installed patio door, up to $3,000 off an installed entry door system right now, and different financing options avail- available as well. Don't put it off any longer. I know you want to keep the heat out and the cool in this summer. You want to keep the warm in and the heat out, or in the cool out this winter. Get it all done right now with our friends from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and give them a shout. 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855 855- Pella, W-I, P-E-L-L-A, or go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, W-I, 
com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's that time of year, and you're going to start uh, seeing more and more of these things, whether it's stink bugs, ants, roaches, bed bugs specifically. Bed bugs. As you travel, maybe do that vacation. Bring home those sand fleas and all that kind of nastiness. If you're going to the beach, hey, uh, we've got a great product from some friends of ours called uh, Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Now, it's all, they're all over. Don't let the, the name Milwaukee fool you. They're not just in Milwaukee, but... If you want to give them a call, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. Uh, a couple of things about this, and I, I say this and people go, Ooh, you know. First of all, it, there's prevent for preventative maintenance to this. I mean, I had the stink bugs in my house. Uh, and it's not, like, terrible uh, when, when it comes to a nuisance, but you ever run over one of those things with a, with a vacuum? Holy crap, your whole house smells. Uh, they earned their name, let me tell you that. Uh, I wanted them gone. I didn't want them ever to come back. And they've been great. Milwaukee bed bug pros have been fantastic at that kind of stuff. Uh, the box elder bugs that come out from underneath, you know, boards around your home. Like I said, there's roaches and ants and, you know, whatever it is you may have, they can get it done. And the best part about it is don't worry. If you got pets, don't worry. I had pets. I know that's one of my biggest concerns. Uh, kids also, same thing. They can get it done, but you can't do anything if you don't call. And whether it's a real problem that they have to eradicate or it's something on maintenance that they do as well, call them, 414-877-5811. Call Michael over there, 414-877-5811. Again, 414-877-5811, or go to MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, and they can help you out. And they do it the best part, do it discreetly. They're not going to show up with bugs all over and display to your neighbors or anybody else in the apartment complex that, oh, by the way, you got bugs. They're just going to come in, do their thing, and you're good to go. Again, check them out at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com or call them 414-877-5811. There you go. So uh, let's do this. Let's take a listen to what Joe Barry. Joe Barry had some things to say today, the Q&A with uh, the media, just about you know some of the thoughts, defensively speaking, the depth of defense, uh, kind of the way some of these guys, as he gets to know them, look and kind of the feel that he has. Take a listen to Joe Barry, defensive coordinator for your Green Bay Packers. Played Devontae collectively since they're both first-round picks. They've played together at Georgia, obviously. But what are your, your first impressions on, on both of them individually and what, who they are and what they give you? Well, um, first of all, it's great having them back. You know, you, you kind of get teased a little bit because you bring them in. We brought them in the, the weekend after the draft for the rookie minicamp, which is really only two and a half days. And then they got to leave. Um, so they, they just got back um, collectively, all the rookies, on, on Sunday. So, um, but it, it's great to have all the guys back. But those two specifically, um, they're, they're, you know, as a coach, um, obviously you love being around great players, there's no doubt. But great players that are football guys that love football, um, just the way they were, you know, the, the program they come from. Um, you have to love football to play at the University of Georgia. And um, you, can, you can feel that in them instantly. So 
great guys, um, but they're young. You know, their their heads are, are swimming right now just being here for two days. But um, every single day is, is, you know, we can just stack a block with them. And then um, obviously we're, we talk about daily improvement with all of our team, but especially our rookies, the, but especially those two young guys. Um, so, but it's, it's I'm, I'm, they, they look good in green and gold, I'll tell you what. Um, so I'm, I'm excited they're here. You know, I know a lot has happened, you know, in the last three months, but how big was it to get Devondre back, you know, with what he did defense last year and just being able to actually have him, sure. you know, for the long term now? Yeah, it was huge. I think you guys have all gotten to to really know Dre. Um, obviously, he, he did what he did on the field, but all the things that he brings to the table just from consistency, leadership, um, you know, production, you know, th this is a production-based league, but... Um, he's a great example of a guy that if you just, you know, I tell the young guys, I tell a, I, Isaiah McDuffie all the time, if, if you're ever confused on how to act or what to do, watch 59 in, in every aspect. Watch him in meetings, watch him in walkthroughs, watch him in practice, um, watch him just in the halls here. Uh, he's always got his iPad. He's always looking at football. So um, I'm, I'm really, really happy for Devondre, and I think um, – you know, he said it, and I firmly believe it. I mean, he still has – I still think he has the best football in front of him. So, um, but to answer your specific question, it, it was huge to get him back, just just for everything, for our team, for our locker room, uh, of course, for our defense, our huddle. Um, he's a stud. Hey, please, we're going to hear about Jair, and how are you starting to think about how you want to utilize him, Eric, Rasul, and the corner? Sure. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've said it up here many times, um, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but I'm a firm believer in this league. You, ca you can't have enough corners. So um, it's great. You know, Jair wasn't going anywhere, but uh, – and technically, you know, nothing. I, I haven't heard – honestly, I, I, we have not even talked about it yet because, you know, uh, when it becomes official, it will, it will become official. But, um, but I, I'm just looking forward to getting – 23 back in, in on, on the field and, and healthy and back to himself. And um, I think no, no one really realized what he did just to get back for us for the playoff game because um, he, he, he had a major injury that, you know, a lot of guys would have just cashed it in and, and you know, said, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll see you in, in May. Um, he busted his butt to get back and, and – um, and really was not 100%, and, and, you know, he played his butt off in that, in that playoff game. So just co goes to show you what kind of character he has, uh, what he's all about. We talk about football character. Jair Alexander has it. So um, it's, it's exciting to have, obviously, Jair, to have Eric, um, to get Sewell back in, in free agency was great. So um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun once we get to OTAs next week. With the guys you kept, with the guys you were able to hold on to, the guys you've added through the draft or free agency, and the way y'all finished the season in that playoff game, just what is this defense? What are the expectations for this defense going into the season? How good do you think y'all can be on that side of the ball? Well, I, I think the expectations for this team, for this franchise, is you know we're we're here for one reason, and you know everyone says that there's there's 31 other teams that are saying that right now, but. Um, I think if, if, you know, we just keep making strides and keep getting better and better, um, I've said it before, you know, we're, we're, when you have a quarterback like we have, 
Um, and if we keep doing our job building on defense, uh, our mindset is that we want to win a world title. You know, we want to win a championship. And that's the mindset that we have every single day when we walk into this building. Um, again, I mean, if you're in this league, you know, if you're, if you're one of 32 teams, everyone should have that mindset. But um, that, that's definitely what we're working towards. That's, uh, and we take it one day at a time. You know, uh, our, our process, uh, we don't get too far ahead. But that's, that's what we're looking to do, and that's what we want to do, and that's why we're here working every single day. Going back to Jerry for a second, I know in the heat of the season, you have to say things like it's next man up. And look, Razul was a revelation, and, and Eric was terrific as a rookie. But when you look at what you did defensively, how much did you miss a guy who is as good? I mean, the guy's one of the top corners in the sure. league. Now that that season is over, can you look back and give us an idea of how challenging it made it to not have him as part of the mix? Yeah, you know, but I, I think if if you've any one of us in this room that's ever been involved in any level of football, uh, football's a, a, a tough, physical, violent sport played by 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 tough men, and um, it's it's wonderful when you can go, you know, wire to wire in a season and and play every snap, play every game, um, but realistically, a lot of times. In, in, a, in a long, grueling season, there's going to be a guy that's going to miss some time. You know, hopefully it's not long. Um, and that's where you just, you know, I've, I've told you guys in here before, you know, we don't, we don't coach backups. You know, we, keep, we have starters and we have starters in waiting. Um, I've, I've used that term in here before because I think when you as a coach, when you approach your players that way and then the player takes it that way, um, he doesn't look at himself as a backup because in this league you are literally one snap away from being a starter and uh, when we're out on the practice field it doesn't matter what 11 guys are in the huddle when when you're on the practice field at the Green Bay Packers you're, you're a starter if you're one of the 11 guys in the huddle so we take that mindset we coach that way we prepare our guys so unfortunately when something does happen where you know a guy's shoestring breaks or he breaks his chin strap and has to leave the game we got a guy that can go in and, and play, whether it's for, you know, 10 snaps or it's 1,000 snaps. And uh, that's just a mindset that we have. And I think everybody embraced that last year. Um, of course, it was, it, was, it was brutal. It was devastating when we lost Ja. Um, but that's what just makes it so much more exciting when you get a guy like, to, you know, a player to his caliber when you get him back healthy. There you go. That's Joe Barry, defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, when we come back, going to go to the golf side of things. Tiger Woods speaks today, getting ready for uh, the PGA Championship coming up. He is going to tee off 8-11 Central Time on Thursday morning with Rory McElroy and Jordan Spieth. One hell of a trio. And he's going to talk about that and so much more. You're going to hear that conversation when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. I saw him the other day. Old group of people out in front of Albanese's Roadhouse all playing bocce ball. Having some fun. Having a few beverages. A little bit of food. Uh, good stuff over at Albanese's Roadhouse on uh, Blue Mound Road. They are just uh, a little bit west of, say, uh, the corners, if you will, right there next to Menards on Blue Mound Road across the street from Home Depot, down by Sam's Club. Stop in, tell them we said hi, and they've got a great selection of scotches and whiskeys now as well that they are serving up over there. So stop in Albanese's Roadhouse, tell them we said hi. Um, so Tiger Woods... Uh, he was, he spoke today. Uh, today was the big day that Tiger was going to speak. He's played, you know, nine holes. He's trying to play 27 holes before the start of the PGA championship, uh, at Southern Hills. So, uh, today he went to the podium and had a chance. And when Tiger speaks, everybody just kind of sits back and reacts and listens and, and such. It's kind of like when Tom Brady does something or Aaron Rodgers does something, everybody kind of tunes in. So Tiger Woods today talks about one, whether he thinks he can win this thing. And two, kind of where his body is at specifically in, you know, as opposed to what it was like when he was going up and down the hills at Augusta for the Masters. Here's Tiger Woods. Tiger, how confident are you that you can contend this week? And basically, can you win this week? I feel like I can, yeah. Definitely. I just got to go out there and do it. I got to do my work. And it starts on Thursday and I'll be ready. That's it physically now to being as good as it's going to get based on your injuries? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. Um, there's going to be limitations. I mean, there's a lot of hardware in there, and, and there's going to be limitations to what I'm going to be able to do. And um, But I'm going to get I'm going to get stronger. I don't know how, how much that is or how much range of motion I'll, I'll ever get back. Um, but I'm sure that's better than it was, you know, 12 months ago. Physically now. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot better than he was 12 months ago. That's damn straight right there. Uh, now, whether or not he's going to be able to ever fully, you know, come back physically, so to speak, in all of the things that he could do prior, we'll wait and see. But uh, the one thing that I know in the pre-rounds, kind of tete-a-tete, if you will, with some of the media that are there, Tiger had said that after the Masters, first of all, he said that Monday he felt beat up. Like he just, he felt awful um, after going up and down the the hills that are Augusta. But he did say he recuperated, got back into the gym right away and started working on the lower body and started working a lot on his legs. A lot of weightlifting with his legs, a lot of strength and conditioning with his legs. So, which for a golfer, I mean, your legs are everything. If you don't have a good bottom, if you don't have a good base, then... You know, that that's your primary weakness. So uh, he talked about a lot of core work, but more so a lot of leg, a lot of leg work uh, that he did right after the Masters to uh, to get ready for this PGA championship. Speaking, speaking of championships, the AmFam championship makes the announcement. Hall of Famer Packers legend Brett Favre returning to the AmFam championship in the Celebrity Foursome, uh, which will be Brett Favre's fourth appearance coming up Saturday, June 11th which is uh, hosted, as we all know, by Andy North at University Ridge out there in Madison. So some good stuff. Um, prepping the jokes, Bill. Um, um, Derek so Jeter co- will also be there. Oh, boy. And so, okay. How about this? I have two ones set. You tell me which is better in terms of Jeter getting ready for a joke that the water on 17 plays better defense than he ever did in his career. 
And okay. the other one is Favre tried to go over the trees in the middle of 15 fairway, but it was intercepted. Uh, oh, that's, yeah, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. Um, I thought you might go even lower and go with the Mississippi funds that seem to be missing in the tune of millions of dollars. No, no, that, no. Uh, no, no, go in that no direction. low blows. Just uh, No low blows on that one, yeah. yeah just, I, you know, you wonder because at some point he's got to sit down and talk about it, you know, about what's going on. Now maybe he's just been advised to shut his mouth by his his agent and attorney, Buzz Cook, but that's not going away. Uh, that's still very prevalent. So My friend and I work. are trying to play in one of the qualifying events for oh, yeah. the Celebrity Foursome. So if in some crazy world we win, which we won't, and I get paired with him, I will be sure to ask. Yeah, make sure you at least say, hey, you don't ask in that particular realm. You don't say, hey, did you know about it? Because he's going to say no. What you say is, can you lend me 20? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I got plenty now. You know, and then you get into that conversation and go, well, now let's talk about it. You know, that type of thing. But I mean, it's, it's, it is something, unfortunately, it's, it's just not going to go away. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, how do I put this? They're not just going to let it go because he's Brett Favre. I think they're probably going after this more so, and it's remaining in the uh, public eye more so, because um, he's Brett Favre. So we'll see what actually happens. But it is going to be, at some point, a topic of conversation for Brett. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at MKE Brewing. Uh, Downtown, and again, I'm not shying away from downtown. Going to stop over there and see, uh, see Dave and the staff. And I know MKE Brewing is going through some changes too, but... Still a great place. Uh, stop down to Bottle House 42. Get yourself some good food down there. Enjoy yourself. Uh, and some of the new summer uh, summer brews are coming out for the craft beers. Check out our friends at MKE Brewing. And if you uh, maybe have a boat, maybe you're going to take it up the Milwaukee River. Maybe you're going to put it on Winnebago. Take it down to Lake Michigan, Mendota, whatever. If you got a boat, if, you've, if you're in need of boat covering, upholstery, whatever it happens to be, check out our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau, Wisconsin's best, by, by far, hands down, best boat cover provider, uh, leather fixer-upper dude, whatever you want to call him. I mean, he's just that damn good. And in addition to that, he can do the upholstery. He can do, the, the say, the travel cover, the bimini top, uh, do some stuff for the office, whatever it happens to be. Call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. That's our buddy Dwayne. Go to Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. We wrap it up. Coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks to our friends at Boondocks, Boondocks Barbecue and Brews. Out there in uh, on uh, County uh, County Road uh, Q in Oconomowoc. Went out there this past weekend. Boy, I tell you what, the deck, when that thing's done, it's going to be beautiful out there. You can sit outside. They have TVs outside. The deck's going to be nice. That whole front walkway area is going to be fantastic. And their buffalo chicken salad I had uh, on, I think it was Friday night. Ooh, that was good. Holy moly. And uh, I try to eat a salad and do some healthy things every now and then. And for a place that does a lot when it comes to barbecue, 
Their salad was damn fine. Uh, really, really good. So stop out and see Tom and Stacy and everybody out there at Boondocks Barbecue and Brews. Uh, coming up tomorrow on the program, don't forget, uh, Frankie Winters is going to be here from the uh, Green Bay Packers of old. And he was a center for Brett Favre, won a Super Bowl, going into the uh, Gridiron Greats Hall of Fame via Mike Ditka. And uh, that's going to be coming up on Friday, but we're going to talk to him a little bit about it tomorrow on the program and chat with Frankie a little bit. That'll be coming up. Uh, don't forget, our broadcast is going to be live from Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls coming up on Thursday. Thursday. So if you are uh, out and about, whether you're going to do some lunch, uh, it doesn't matter if you want to come and see us or not. Just go out and support them for the fact that uh, a portion of their proceeds for that weekend go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. So you get yourself some good food. You get yourself a beverage or two. They're going to have a tap takeover, bag tournament, all that kind of stuff going on, bands, music all weekend. So stop in. Uh, to see the brand new, the grand reopening of uh, of Social House coming up on Thursday. And uh, that way, a portion of the proceeds also go to Fisher House, Wisconsin. Don't forget, you can sign up uh, today and be registered. Only those who pre-registered are eligible for the prize package for the pre-registrants. Uh, and uh, the way to do it is, like right now, if you're over on the Bud Light live stream, you can scan the QR code. You can see that. Or... Just simply go to FisherHouseWI.org, FisherHouseWI.org. Go to the events page and get registered. If you ride a motorcycle, please join us. If you don't and you know somebody who does, send it to them. Tell them, hey, this is a great ride. It's for veterans. It's for military members. It's for for their families. Uh, and we do a lot regarding Fisher House. Um, so please, if you can come and join us. And not to mention, it's just a great ride. It gets bigger every year. It's our 15th anniversary. We have a lot of surprises this year. A lot of really cool prizes this year to go along with it. But if you want to win a Bucks prize package, a Bucks ticket package, along with the Admirals, you could got to pre-register. If you want to win a Brewers prize package with dinner, got to pre-register. How about a Badger tailgate party and a, a Badger football a pair of a Badger football tickets? Got to pre-register or a race package from Road America, IndyCar tickets, NASCAR tickets. The only way to get it, say it with me, pre-register. Right now, go to FisherHouseWI.org and go to the events page, and you can get pre-registered. Plus, we hope to see you out uh, at Social House coming up on Thursday. So, uh, we, which, by the way, the uh, golf tournament will be on. We will be going and turning on at least one or two or three uh, of the big screen TVs for sure and watching uh, the PGA Championship as it gets underway at Tiger Woods and uh, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, all teeing off at 8, 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, Going to have a Brewers game in the afternoon as well. Brewers tonight, by the way. Brewers back at it tonight, and they're taking on the Braves. Uh, Davidson on the hill tonight for the Braves. Adrian Hauser on the hill tonight for the crew. And, by the way, Davidson 0-0 with a 1688 ERA going to the hill tonight for the Braves. So hopefully the Brewers can get game two of this series elsewhere in the National League Central. The Reds on the road taking on the Guardians tonight. Uh, the Reds take that whop. They're looking for their 10th win, trying to get the double digits this season. The Reds looking for another win if they can possibly get it. In the meantime, you also have tonight St. Louis on the road in New York taking on the Mets. Uh, that game gets underway 6-10. Uh, Mets against Walker in that contest. And then the uh, Cubs at Wrigley tonight, 640 Central Time, is when the first pitch throws out in that one. you got the Pirates in town. Brubaker taking on Thompson. So the Cubs and Pirates, Cardinals and Mets, 
Reds and Guardians, and then you got the Brewers and the Braves. 640 first pitch at American Family Field. Adrian Hauser takes to the hill tonight for the crew. So, and we'll we'll break down uh, the second game uh, of this series and talk a little bit more about Brewers baseball and probably going to be some roster moves before the game today that we'll be made aware of. I would assume Willie Adamas is going to go to the uh, IL for a short period of time anyway with that ankle sprain. Turned out to be a little more serious than maybe what, even what we thought yesterday. When I saw him walk up the field, I, he was limping, but I didn't think it was terrible. But apparently, Craig Council alluded to the fact yesterday that it was a high ankle sprain or it was at least leaking into that category, and those don't heal up real easy. So I would assume he's going to go to the IL. You're probably going to get McCutcheon, uh, maybe another roster move or two. Maybe Keston Hira comes back, so we'll wait and see. But uh, we'll find out, out about all of that coming up uh, later on this evening and talk about that tomorrow as well. Good stuff today. Real good stuff today. Thanks to everybody for participating in the program, as always. And I can't implore you enough. Please uh, get out there. And let uh, other riders know. I'm going to be speaking to the uh, Rock River chapter of the Hog chapter tonight. Uh, trying to get some volunteers, trying to get riders, uh, you know, kind of juiced for the Labor Day ride uh, coming up on Sunday, September 4th. Uh, again, go to FisherHouseWI.org, FisherHouseWI.org, and the events page, and get registered, get pre-registered. We can't do any of this without you. So please, if you ride and you want to come out to a great ride for a great time, please come out and help us. We really look forward to it. Until we chat again tomorrow, it is time for us to go. Have a going. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.